0: Hi, I'm Angela Lee and welcome to the Will to Live podcast, where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. Basically wellness, so when, you know, there's lots of different terms for health and wellness, but you know, what wellness is, it's beyond the absence of disease. And it's, it's about us working towards optimising our well-being, optimising, you know, our best self. And I think that's a shift that I really feel we need to focus on. And I have been doing that probably the last six years in the industry is speaking about optimising our health as opposed to avoiding sickness. So many people are doing things to avoid getting something. You know, but here what we're about is we're about optimising well-being. And, you know, to be able to do that, it does go beyond the physical. And it's just 100% about that. And I think, you know, I went on the spiritual path, my own personal journey, before I went on the functional health path. But I was kind of talked out of it. And when I say talked out of it, it was me not being strong enough in my convictions to because I was the people pleaser and always wanted to to please everyone. I didn't probably stay... um, true to what I believe was really, really important. But I've since gone through quite a big journey and I absolutely believe in everything that I do that, you know, wellness is beyond the physical. It's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. And we really, really need to to understand that. What I would say is I won't look at the chat during the calls. I have allocated a bit of extra time for questions um, as we move through. So I'll sort of just keep the webinar going, just to keep the flow. But So this is what the 4 d so 4Ds is four-dimensional. So it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So it's understanding our clients at a deeper level. And, you know, the reason I feel we have to do this, and this is what is just so bizarre, is, you know, we've got so much technology. We've got so many tracking devices in wellness. We've got an app for absolutely everything. And don't get me wrong, I use these things. I'm not saying I don't use these things. There's supplements for everything. There's tests. Like I'm in the functional health world and I have been for probably six or seven years quite intensely and there's tests you can actually get a test for nearly absolutely everything and that's the way that's shifting is people are getting tested for all of this stuff all the time and it's like you know we're knowing all this um, information but are people feeling fulfilled happy and healthy and I would say that we're still not there's a lot of the people that I'm working with and the clients that are coming through and I'm sure you guys are the same they're not despite all this stuff and you know there's all the stuff in genetics as well and don't get me wrong i do use some of this testing and i think it's very important and it's very useful but what i think's happened is the shift has been so focused on all of this all of these tools and all of this technology that we're losing sight of the person that we're working with and understanding that person because the person needs to make the changes and it's about applying the right tool to the right to that person in front of us and i have experienced this with, you know, trainers that I've worked with over the years as well is that, you know, we get so excited by all of these new things, which is fantastic. And I want to emphasize, I do use a lot of this stuff, but it's about not losing the connection with the clients. And I think we're, there's just a bit of a, you know, we've come here in the technology, but we're still down here and understanding our clients at the level that we need to. And that's where I feel um, the key is. What I've also seen, you know, on my journey and a lot of the trainers that I work with is it's just courses. There is so much information out there, which is fantastic. And I do lots of courses. I value education. I really do. And, you know, people are always updating their CPDs and doing the the latest course, the latest course. You know, everyone's seeking this knowledge. And I think that that's wonderful. And I think knowledge is power. I think knowledge is really, really important. But again, what I'm seeing is, you know, there's these trainers that I'm working with and people that I'm working with are they're not fulfilling what's inside them. And it's not because of the knowledge, you know, it's not the knowledge it's actually within themselves. It's them not growing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually themselves to be able to utilize that knowledge as best that they could. And I think it's not about, you know, I've, I've made a, point of calling this four-dimensional wellness like I could call you a four-dimensional wellness coach and you know change it to a noun but I want it to be a verb I want it to be about a new way of being a new way of doing because it's not a title that's going to get you to where you need to go it's you that's going to get you to where you need to go and also your clients it's as well it's not the latest um, app that's going to get your clients the results it's them that's going to get them the results so it's us understanding the human being more and that's where I really wanted to Um, shift my focus because I've just seen the power in that and I've really seen a bit of a deficit in in the industry with both clients and trainers that I'm working with in terms of you know it just seems a bit of out, out of balance at the moment there's all these wonderful courses but it's like the people delivering them aren't evolved to the point that I feel we could be to you know to live the life that we're truly meant to live and so that's a big reason for me putting this together, and I guess the other thing for me, this is 100% personal. Like it's 100% my personal mission is really to inspire the discovery of your reason for being, so your your purpose, your icky guy, and the will to live your most fulfilling life. That is absolutely, I've gone deep, hugely deep in with myself the last few years, and this is absolutely why I'm why I'm here. And a big part of that is you know, this program, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that people can live their most fulfilling life just by focusing on the physical. I think it's about evolving mentally, emotionally and spiritually. And unless we do that, we can't live our most fulfilling life. And if we can't live our most fulfilling life, how can our clients? So it really is a personal mission for me. You know, I've got my podcast that I've started that, you know, I'm really spreading this message. I've got a book coming out and it's all about the will to live our most fulfilling life. And I really want to create this message and spread the this of how we do it by growing four-dimensionally with trainers and changing the scope of the industry to be able for us to do that. And I really... I'm excited about working with um, a group of trainers that have that as their mission as well and you know there's people coming through filtering through from the podcast and the will to live community that are in desperate need of working with people and not just working with people in the physical they need to work with people who understand people at a deeper level because a lot of the people that coming through not necessarily always deaths and grief but there are people that are having life challenges and want to be more fulfilled and more for their life. So for me, it's 100% personal as to why I put this together. And I felt that I just needed to share that little bit too. The other thing as well is that for the last you know, four or five years, I have absolutely embraced, I've gone, done so much work physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, personally, I've done so much education around that. And I truly am embodying and embracing all of that. And I really believe that you know, for if we're going to teach something and teach our clients and, and move forward, that we absolutely have to embrace and embody what we're, we're going to teach. So it really is about us doing that to take our clients forward as well. So that's really what I've done. And again, because I've done that, I've, I've had to evolve in the, the programs and the offerings that I'm doing, because this is what's in alignment with me. I can't, you know, be teaching other things that I'm not embracing and embodying, but I am truly embracing this in my essence. And I'm really excited to share some more of this stuff so the human being we all know like you know there's so much about genetics and personalized health and i absolutely believe in that and i love it the human being is individual every single person on this call is a unique individual, and I love that every single person is here for a reason. You all have a unique purpose, and at every single one of your clients is unique, and they have unique gifts that are meant to be shared with the world. We are all here for that, and I absolutely believe that. And I think that that's so exciting that there's so much individual individuality, and I'm really excited about working with people and and drawing out their gifts to so they can share it. So, you know, in terms of working with your clients, absolutely every single person through that door is unique. The other thing that I feel that we're not doing as deeply, and it is starting to shift that way, is that the human being that walks in that door is four-dimensional. We're we're physical, we're emotional, we're mental and we're spiritual. So, you know, when someone's coming through that door, and I'll show some examples a little bit later, yes, they're unique. And what's going on for that person could be so different. Like some people could be really strong physically, but really struggling mentally and emotionally. Some people could be really strong um, mentally, but struggling spiritually. So, you know, it's us understanding that and being able to see through a new lens to be able to do that. And A lot of the stuff that I'll be, I'll show you some examples today, but a lot of the stuff I'll be teaching over the next year is us understanding that, how we can screen for that. What questions can we ask? What can we look for? What can we do? And I will point out that's not, you know, there's been a, quite a bit of talk about scope and things in different groups that I'm involved in. It's, for me, it's, you know, we're exercise and lifestyle spe- specialists. We're not going out of scope. We're just understanding our clients at a deeper level. And I've collaborated with some amazing people who are specialists in lots of these areas, who are specialists working with emotions, who are um, behavioural psychologists. I've, you know, I've got trauma counsellors. I've got, you know, chiropractors, functional medicine doctors who all specialise in all of this stuff and are bringing so much information to us, so we can actually learn from that as well. So, it's really important to understand that the person working through your door is four dimensional. Even though um, you know, some of the times it's harder to see, but it's really important to be aware of that. And ultimately, all of us, clients and and all trainers, we are ultimately here for a purpose. We are here to transform. We're not here to leave the earth at the same. Level of awareness that we come in. We are here to transform, and the only way to do that is to grow in all four of these dimensions. When you start to do this, what you will see when you start to do it on yourself personally, you will start to see every single person that you work with in a new lens. And I know that some of the people I've worked with the last four years, from some of the work that you've done as you evolve, when someone walks in the door, you absolutely start to see someone. In a new light. And I think that's really, really exciting. And when you do that, you can take clients to a new level and, you know, clients are needing a new way, like what's work, what we're doing isn't working. We need to go deeper. We need to, to look at what's going on in the different dimensions beyond the physical And ultimately, it starts with you. I truly believe you can't take somewhere, someone on a journey where you're not prepared to go yourself, like, unless you're prepared to go inwards and look at where you're at mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you can't expect your clients to go there. You can only take your clients to the level of what you're going to go. And that's why I'm so heavily invested in all of these areas for me personally, because I really want to take people, you know, to a really deep journey and take them to the will to live the most fulfilling life. So I am 100% percent committed to evolving in that area and I think it's really important you know to do that and something that really resonated with me in in a podcast that I listened to recently with um Paul check and, and I know that I was this trainer, is that trainers often spiritually bypass. We have this spiritual bypass because we're focused on giving to others, which is fantastic, and making other people feel good. By doing that, sometimes we're, we're ignoring or suppressing some things that we may not have worked through ourselves. And so it's this spiritual bypass that happens. And I know that, you know, for years I would make people feel good and I would love it and I would do all this stuff, but I still, there were things going on emotionally you know, mentally, spiritually, for me that I hadn't worked through, because we're we're focused on that. And I'm not saying it's not about giving, it's that's what we're here to do. We love giving, we give to our clients. But, you know, it's about, you know, taking that time to look at ourselves as well. So it's really important to do that. You know, in terms of, there's so many definitions out there but I just want to give a snapshot or so when I talk about you know mental health and wellness the World Health Organization says it's a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential can cope with the normal stresses of life can work productively and fruitfully and is able to make a contribution to her or his community which is which is really good but what you'll find is that you know a lot of the people that we're working with in the high mental stress that they're under people are in survival mode and when you're in survival mode you cannot not cope with the normal stresses of life, you are surviving. You cannot, let alone make a contribution to something more than yourself because you're in survival mode. I have had patches of being in survival mode, and it is absolutely that, you know. So, it's about us evolving so we can do that. Emotional well being this is just one from Harvard that involves the recognition and acceptance of all of your thoughts and feelings, whether positive or negative. Now that's I'll just make a point on that that is something really really important that I've learned on my journey and I think you know because we're such positive people as trainers sometimes we can just ignore the negative you know negative thoughts and and it's such there's no such thing as a negative thought any thought or feeling or emotion that comes in is actually here to teach us something you know there is always a higher intent of that of that feeling so you know, accepting that, you know what, it's okay that I feel angry. It's okay that I feel resentful because unless you accept it and move it through, it actually gets stored in your tissue. So, And when it gets stored in your tissue, it causes a whole host of problems physiologically, structurally, and there's so much there. Staying in tune with your emotions is really critical as well to maintaining balance and resiliency. So, you know, what we often do, sometimes when we're really mentally strong, we shut off the emotion because we're so mentally strong that, and we don't stay in touch with it. But if you are emotionally healthy, enable you to cope with stress, work, productivity, and recognize your true potential, which is what we all want. In terms of spiritual wellness, and you know, again, this is just a definition from Berkeley. Again, with all of these definitions and with health and wellness in general, it's individually defined. So it's finding something that works for you and your clients. I just wanted to give a bit of a snapshot today, but I'll Um, talk more a little bit more about that but spiritual wellness is about connecting to a life force bigger than you it's tied to the matters of spirit the relationship between oneself and spirit and meanings and beliefs that gives purpose to one's life that's the definition but you know for me and again it's individual it's about being connected to the highest version of me and going inwards for that and you know who am i really and being really aligned with our values and our purpose because if we're doing that that we're on our spiritual path to be able to do that. And I do believe there is something greater than me that I am connected to. Some people have different views on that, but that is my view in in terms of doing that, but hugely for our clients. And I see this a lot and, you know, particularly in the um, menopausal market, one of the number one things that women are struggling with is purpose. They're stuck for purpose. The kids are left home. They're going through all these hormonal changes and what they feel is that if you can connect those particular client bases to their purpose it will really help them transition through this what can be a difficult time for them as well so really really important and I've I'll give some examples later but I've seen you know focusing on what's important to you and values shift some of the most chronically ill sick clients that I've um, worked with it's not all the other stuff it was just some simple shifts in focus that have really made major breakthroughs for them so in terms of um you know, the physical side of things. So, you know what, everyone on this call does physical well, at the end of the day, trainers, you know, do physical pretty well. And yes, there's more and more stuff coming out. But some of the key things in terms of the physical side of things, and I'll give tips at the end for me is that, you know, it is personalized, you know, I do like the, the pH 360 epigenetic profiling as a base to give personalized nutrition and exercise i think that's really important you know in terms of the movement stuff i think there's been an amazing shift in the industry about doing more working in exercises moving for, for your genetics moving for fun it's all been about movement i think that's really wonderful i also think detoxification is hugely um, important as well just with the number of chemicals that we're exposed to and the number of cancers that are around i feel that approaching detoxification i'll talk a couple of things at the end but there's some of my key principles um from the physical and the great thing is there's so much you know there's such amazing people that I've collaborated with the likes of Perry Nicholson, Stuart Gillespie, Jan Huttman from Institute of Motion who have got such amazing skill sets to bring in from the physical side of things and such such great knowledge really cutting edge and that will really make a big difference. I know there's some people on the call that have worked with those guys and are getting such amazing results um, with their clients doing that. You know from a mindset or mental well-being point of view it's you know, at the end of the day, we're, we are wired for fear. We're wired to look out for fear. That's how our brain works for survival. And, you know, it's believed that we have, you know, of the 68,000 thoughts that we have a day, 90% are negative. And, you know, what's really interesting, and thanks, um, Corinne, for that comment you made because, you know, Corinne was like, I have all positive thoughts. And, I, and I'm not saying everyone has these negative thoughts, but what's really interesting is that, you know, the majority of us are not aware of the thoughts that we're having. Like, and... Don't get me wrong, Corinne, I don't think you are not aware. I think it's wonderful that we have such positive thoughts and, you know, I think a lot of people do have that, but a lot of the clients that we will be working with, you know, we have such negative thoughts because we're fear-based. We look out for fear, let alone if you've gone through any form of trauma. You've gone through trauma, like, you know, when I've gone through, you know, the loss of my son, going through divorces, selling businesses, whatever major traumas, it actually ramps up the fear-based part of your brain and you do see fear more and I've had to work really hard and hence when I went and studied happiness I had to work really hard to rewire my brain because I can see fear because it is being confirmed to me that some bad things can happen you know and we're wired for that and then when it happens it reconfirms that pathway so you have to work really hard um to do that you know the other interesting fact is that you know it's just a fact is that Majority of the time, some people say 90%, some up to 97%. The majority of the time, we are operating at a subconscious level. We are, up, are operating, not even a, we're on autopilot. You know, when you hop in a car and drive somewhere, sometimes do you have you ever got there and go, oh, how did I even get there? We are operating at a subconscious, like on our subconscious behavior patterns. And Bruce Lipton's got some great um, stuff on this. And the irony of all this stuff, which is quite you know, it's quite funny when you think about it, our subconscious behaviour patterns are formed between the ages of zero and seven. So pretty much we're going through life with what's been formed in us and the things that we've learned up to the age of seven. And that's how we're living in our 30s and in our 40s. So it's actually really quite fascinating that, you know, we're just on autopilot until we get more conscious through meditation, being more present and more aware, we actually can't see and become more aware of the thoughts that we're having or the behaviors that we're having. And it's really important for clients because a lot of your clients will just be on autopilot and they'll be coming home and they'll be having half a bottle of wine or a couple of beers, or they'll go to the fridge three times and have chocolate and pick at something. They don't even know that they're doing it because they're not yet aware of it. So most people are unconscious and unaware. And what we can start to do by, you know, getting people out of that stress state and getting them to become more aware of their behaviors, we can actually start to become more conscious and then retrain new patterns, which is really, really exciting because the, despite sort of the doom and gloom, the amazing thing is with mindset is that the brain loves building new pathways. So we love building new habits. And there's a really cool guy, a psychologist who's doing some behavior change stuff on my program. And he really wanted to test his theories of behavior change and re He actually ran his program with the long-term unemployed because he wanted to see if he could shift behavior in that particular um, group, which can be very, very difficult. So, you know, in terms of the clients that are coming in, you know, it's us being more aware that this is actually happening, and start to ask different questions about, you know, where are those behaviours coming from, and where are those beliefs coming from? And the great thing is, if we get our clients focusing on new behaviours and repeating different things, we can actually start to shift this. And we're in a great position to be able to do this with, you know, affirmations and the goal setting work we do, and getting them to to report back in something good that we do. And there's there's certain things that you know, I use in my coaching and we use in our programming to be able to help our clients do that. So it's really, um, really cool to be able to start to work with clients at that level. You know, from an emotional um, level, at the end of the day, emotions uh, can affect our entire physiology. You know, if your emotions, if you have unresolved emotion, it will stay in your tissues, it will disrupt your hormones. It's, it's, It's just that simple. And What's actually happened, and this is quite fascinating, when I went and did some tray therapy, so trauma release exercise therapy, um, the lady that I was working with was, you know, just talking about as we've evolved as humans and our frontal cortex has evolved, you know, instead of, you know, when we feel an emotion, we either fight or flight. So we either run away from it or we fight it and and we get it out of our system, right? So we have the emotion, we fight it or flight and get it out of our system. As our frontal cortex has evolved, we become these humans that go, oh, hang on, I can deal with that. I'm strong. And they, we're not processing things. We're like we're just trucking on with our life. We're not processing these emotions. We're actually shutting them down and we're freezing and they're freezing in, in our body. So, you know, these emotions that we're dealing with, and particularly as we've become in this more positive mindset society, is that often the positive mindset of society hasn't allowed us to process some emotions that need to be processed. And that's been a very powerful lesson. So, you know, if you've got clients coming in and I'll show an example about how this an emotional event has affected a client, but when you've got clients coming in and they're going through an emotional state, it will affect their hormonal profile. It will affect their body. You know, we need to be aware of these things. And at the, the great thing is though, is that emotions literally are energy in motion. And that's where exercise has such an amazing impact. If we can move our clients through these emotions. But we need to be aware of this. You know, technically, when you're working with someone and doing some release work or doing some stretching with them, you're not just stretching their muscle, you are releasing and opening up emotions that are stored in there. And it's about learning to raise yourself to that level of awareness and to be able to hold that space for the client. It's really, really powerful when you can start to do that. You know, there's also different things and I'm actually doing a talk at FIDEX for those Kiwis issues in the tissues and this is, I'll talk a lot more in depth about this, but there's actually um, psychobiology patterns. So this here is a pattern, an anxiety pattern. So this person here, you can see they've got a forward tilt. So that forward tilt there because they're always wanting to go forward. So anxiety is about, you know, what's in the future, like what's happening. So, you know, it does start to imprint in us physiologically um, in our structure as well you know, the other things with emotions is that the other thing that I think is really cool is that there's so many things like when we change posture, when we change our physiology, we can, we can change our emotions. When we change our gut health, when we improve our gut health, because 80% of serotonin, one of our happiness hormones is in the gut, we can actually improve our emotional state. So there's things that we can do from the other way. So physiology drives psychology, psychology drives physiology. So it's really, it's really cool to be able to do that. And then you can look at things at an organ level and we'll look more in depth I'll talk more about this at the retreat I'm holding later this year, but, you know, there's different organs and linked to different emotions. And, you know, if someone, and this is—this happens quite a little bit, if someone is even just cutting back on alcohol, for example, is is a very basic form of liver detoxification, a liver is, is an anger, stores anger. So when people start to do this, sometimes they can get angry. So it's being aware and having that awareness of what's going on with your clients as well, but also understanding how we can You know, if someone's in a really, you know, down place emotionally, there's things that we can do from increasing their fiber, increasing their gut health that can actually shift that. Changing their posture can shift it, releasing things like that. You know, it's pretty amazing what we can do to have an impact on our clients in that way. The other part of um, is spiritual wellness and I, this is something I'm doing this week actually as a little challenge in my will to live group it's called light my spark and you know this little comment here resonated with so many people it's that so many of us are tired but are we tired because we're doing too much or we're, we're not doing enough of what lights the spark in you and you know what lights the spark in you is being aligned to who you are it's being aligned to your purpose it's being aligned to your value so spiritual wellness that's a massive component of that. You know, and the shifts that I've seen in clients when they align to that, it's amazing. And I'm day four doing like a little seven-day challenge where I'm really focusing my mind on connecting to those things in me. And it's it's amazing the shift in energy. You know, it's amazing what we can do by by working on those connections. The other thing is being connected to our purpose, and Ikigai Guy is a process that we um, go through. I'm actually doing a pre-conference for anyone in New Zealand again, and this will be a component of that, connecting our, you know, genetic strengths to our purpose, because you know at the end of the day, we've all been given these genetic gifts. You know, we've all been given a certain gift, and if I believe that if we can uncover you know, what our genetic strengths are, that will help us connect to our purpose. Because, you know, would we really have been given all these genetic strengths unless they're for a greater purpose? I like That's what I believe. So, you know, when you start to delve deep and uncover your genetic strengths and and your clients as well, it helps align to their purpose. Because a lot of people don't know what their purpose are. And, you know, it's okay. It's just about staying curious and exploring. But when people start to realise what they're good at, you know, uh, you know, what they're naturally good at, you know, what are the things that you're naturally good at, or people go to you and ask for help. And when people start to realise that, it actually helps them uncover what their purpose is. And I've seen so much when we work with clients doing that trainers and clients. And when they start to do that, you can actually set goals and training programs linked to what's really meaningful to them. So if their purpose is to go travel around the world and help you know, like homeless um, work in orphanages and stuff like that. They need to have a certain amount of energy and um, resilience to be able to do that because you need that to go on that journey. So then their programs become really purposeful that you're working on a program for them, developing, increasing their energy that's going to connect them to their greater purpose. And, you know, the shifts that you get and how the the behaviour change is really, really powerful when you start to tap into um, what's really important to that client. And the other thing as well from the spiritual perspective is is really that stepping away and, and trusting. So I do a lot of meditation, I do a lot of energy work, I, I have regular practices in that space. And I truly believe doing that, you actually get an inner knowingness. And I do sort of there's a a, a heartfulness meditation that I really like to do. And it's basic things that we can do with our clients, even just getting them down breathing at the end of sessions and asking them what's the next step forward. What's the next step forward for you to take you closer to your goals, getting them to connect back to them, not us telling them all the time, but them to connect back to them because we all have the answers. We have the answers. And when you do that, the truer answers of the highest answer often comes out with your clients as well. A couple of examples. So I didn't want to give away client examples. So I've just picked a few different pictures. So, this is just a model, but hey, good model, Chris Hensworth, to have on the have on the um, have on the example. I just wanted to show a few examples of how different clients that I've worked with who have been strong, say in you know the physical or the mental, and you know not so strong in emotional, spiritual, or the other way around, and just sort of show you how you can start to look at clients perhaps a little bit differently. But you know, I work with a very fit surfer, a very fit athletic surfer who had a lot of anxiety, muscle pain, and inflammation really physically physically fit you know ate really well really clean eater. really mentally strong because very successful in um, work very successful in his sport you know very very good but he was under high stress and this is what happens sometimes is sometimes when you really and you and clients are really really mentally strong we have this higher level of stress that we let our body cope with to the point you know, it actually has to break down before we, we take a step back. And so that's something to be really aware of with clients that are mentally strong is it's we can sometimes push our body physiologically or emotionally to places um you know, to the point of breaking, whereas we could address them a little bit further. So it's bringing that awareness in that, you know what, I am a really mentally strong person and, you know, it does take a lot for me to break. So I need to be aware of that and have strategies in place in my programming to be able to manage that so I don't break down. So for some people, it's like bang and bust. He was absolutely ignoring the anxiety, didn't want to deal with the anxiety, felt embarrassed he had the anxiety. You know, and what was really interesting, he had all of this um, health anxiety, worried about he had a young family and he didn't want to you know, not be there for his family. And he was kind of really embarrassed that he had that because he had a pretty good life and he was ignoring it. So the anxiety was building up. Now, anxiety releases adrenaline. Adrenaline activates your HPA axis, which releases cortisol, your stress response. So this guy was just like burnt out to the point when I tested him, all of his cortisol levels were extremely low. Cortisol is a natural anti-inflammatory. So it was a natural anti-inflammatory which wasn't working for him because he had so much inflammation and pain. So it was really interesting when and he was did believe in you know sometimes he was aligned spiritually sometimes not so much but you know for him it was just a a process to acceptance is the first stage of healing for him to accept that it's okay like okay so this is where the anxiety is coming from this is what it is bring that level of awareness in understand that he had a high mental um you know threshold so then we could start strategizing different things in to to work on his recovery got him doing more meditation. So we focus on the present moment. He wasn't um, focused so much on the anxiety in the future, you know, made sure his gut health was really good as well. So, you know, it's really interesting it because when he first come through, he didn't on all the forms that he filled out, he didn't record any of this stress or this emotion. So sometimes you have to, you know, think back and look at the person and see what's presenting and you'll start to see people in a new lens to be able to do that you know this is an example of someone else i worked with you know highly highly driven successful type a activator for people who've done the epigenetics personality, high level sports person high level everything really strong ate well for a genetic time really mentally strong a real go getter absolutely the thing that was really struggling for her and this happens with a lot of women particularly when you get that career children balance is that one of her highest values in the way she grew up and you know her big thing that she wanted to do when she have kids was be was be there with her children and be absolutely a present mom and have that great family environment so that was really really important for her and that was big values and because she wasn't doing that she was had so much anxiety she, again she had muscle pains and injuries and she had high stress you know um, in her body as well so you know acknowledging that and accepting that that was what it was for her that was driving all of this, all of this discomfort in her body. And one of the things, and this is where sometimes understanding that and understanding the power of getting back alignment spiritually and how that can affect someone's health, her, goal like her um, homework was to actually dance in the kitchen with the children whilst making dinner and just switch off everything else because when she danced and had music on and played with the children that brought her so much joy and she felt so connected and that made her feel that she was living in alignment with her values because everything's individually defined and when she started to do that and it wasn't a lot she could fit it in the anxiety started to drop down the stress started to manage you know all of a sudden it's this domino effect of what can happen with our clients so you know there's all of these examples this is probably an example of the other way and this is a lady I met not her particularly but I met a lady on a emotional freeing technique course so a tapping course and this lady here highly spiritual person like had such big purpose to help people and dreams. she was really emotionally open she was the most beautiful um beautiful lady but she was physically overweight and unfit and so for her it was a lot to do with her subconscious um, programs which were driving her behaviours. So she just had these subconscious beliefs that she could just keep going in patterns from her childhood that she would just go and eat. She would eat certain things and it wouldn't have an impact or she believed that she didn't really have to exercise as much. She believed just if she did the tapping and worked on the tapping that everything would be sorted out. So, you know, it's not just, yes, you can be very spiritual and very, Um, in tune with your emotions but unless you have a look at you know what your physical behaviors are and where your mental patterning and everything is coming from you can't get the results so for her it was understanding this is a really important question you'll see with a lot of your clients what is the belief behind the behavior what are our clients truly believing you know as to why they're doing stuff because a lot of people have these habits and they believe deep down that it's okay so it's us being able to bring that up and presenting a different possibility or perhaps an alternative possibility that there could be so you know for her what she started to realize was that that perhaps you know another perspective and i would never tell someone but perhaps another perspective is that maybe she does have to move a little bit more because if she moves a little bit more that is connected to her being unfit and overweight it's not just the tapping you know she needs to delve down into you know what it was like as a child for her you know what type of food was normal because for some people you know drinking five diet cokes and having two cigarettes a week is healthy you know for others it's like they're vegan and they exercise all the time so there's such variation in different beliefs which lead to different behaviors so when you start to delve into that you can really uncover a lot and start to make shifts in those those people Another example, so just just another picture, Quite, um, quite like the pictures I picked out actually. But another example was someone that I've worked with for the last four, five to five years from Christchurch, a health professional, and I have tested his hormonal profile every year. It's part of what we do in the programming. And every year he has had optimal stress hormonal profiles, optimal. You look at him, very, he's very calm and relaxed. He's a business owner. He's a family man, really manages himself well nutritionally, you know, particularly over the last five years, manages himself even better in terms of exercise, recovery, you know, nutrition, you know, very, very um, high achiever, like you would look at him on the outside, cool, calm, collected. What was really interesting, we had to delve into this is that, you know, when I went through his results this year, his adrenaline and his cortisol readings were absolutely through the roof and they've never been through the roof. And we had to sit down and we were sort of, I was asking him questions as to, you know, what's different and what's going on. And, you know, it turns out that the measure was two weeks after the, the shootings in Christchurch. And when he was, you know, during those shootings, him he he was in one venue, his um, wife was in another venue and his kids were in another venue, all in lockdown. And, you know, ever since then, he's been on edge despite, you know, getting on with things and moving forward. He has been a little bit on edge because it's a it's a trauma. It's an emotional trauma. And that had absolutely affected his tissues. It's the first time he had been sick. He was telling me all of his client base was getting sick. So it's really interesting. And that was the first time he had actually talked about it because he had, you know, just kept on and wanted to support the family. So just by him even you know, holding that space and him even just telling me that, that actually released something. And what he said to me, he couldn't believe the the lightness he felt in his body after just having that discussion. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a trauma counselor. I do have people who specialize in that, who will be involved in my program, who will be teaching more things and questions for us to be aware of. But it was just really fascinating. And if that emotional um, event is having an impact on him it is having an impact on his clients and many many other people and you know when we're working with clients that have been through some type of emotional trauma we have to understand that the emotions affect our physiology so for him we actually got back to doing um, more meditation he pulled back his training a lot more because even though he was very good at nutrition recovery exercise he pulled back it further because he understood that his body was in a place that he didn't perhaps recognize that it was in and so this is where it becomes really powerful you can start to think so if you've got clients going through emotional stuff which is we all do we're emotional creatures we have to be even if they may not be showing it it could be absolutely showing up in their physiology so it's us being able to to be able to see this with what we're doing so in terms of you know a couple of my key tips and key things that i think will make a big difference for you and your clients so a couple of um, key takeaways is from a physical side, I've, I have a daily detox routine. There's a couple of things that I do, and I have a um, dry skin brushing. I do that to open up my skin. A skin's a major detoxifier. I actually just went to see it, but I think my daughter's put it somewhere. So I absolutely do that. I, I've started a new thing from learning from functional medicine, Dr. Stuart Gillespie, he's on my program as well, is to drink structured water. So drinking structured water is much better for um, um, hydrating our body and clearing out clearing out things that we have there. And so I put in a little bit of lemon and salt. So actually just not drinking water as it is, because the fluid in our body isn't just water. It's mixed up of different minerals and different stuff. So by having that, I feel has made um, a difference as well. And one big thing that I do is that the lungs are a major detoxifier in our body. So whether or not it's when I'm meditating or when I sit down and do some recovery work after training is that when we are doing our breathing, we need to exhale. We're often we're so much in, when you breathe in, that's a sympathetic state. And so many times we're like this and we're not, we're breathing in, but we're not getting the gunk out. So I make a conscious effort to have my exhale going for longer than my inhale. So that's a really um, important tip that I do on a regular basis because I feel we've got all these chemicals that we don't even know we're exposed to. So it's really important to get out. In terms of the movement, and this is something I've talked about for years, it's about moving for us, moving for fun and the working in. So, you know, I've I've drummed home the working in, which is the, you know, things like Tai Chi, things like yoga, things like breathing exercise. If anyone needs ideas about working in exercises, message me because I do have um, examples of videos and PDFs on that. But... The key message I would say for working in exercises, and this is where people do working in, and I've got people that I work with who are are amazing. They do consistent working in exercises as a part of their routine and get their clients doing it, which is great. But what we need to understand is that when we go through more stressful periods than normal, so when we're in a higher sympathetic state than normal, We have to do more parasympathetic work to balance it out. So we have to add in more of that into our training. So what I see is that people have got, have really improved. They have a really great baseline to manage their normal stress life. But when a major stress events happen, you know, this is where people fall away because they're not picking that up at the same time. So if you um, do that with your clients, I promise you, you will see such a big difference. They won't be falling down and dropping away like um, like they can do. From a um, mental perspective and mindset perspective, build new neural pathways. Let's focus on the new pathways that we can build. You know, I've got lots of happiness studies. I've got lots of stuff that I'll be bringing in is that happiness is absolutely a choice. You know, and, you know, there's Harvard studies that show you can change an 84-year-old pessimistic man into a low-level optimist simply by writing down three good things a day. So getting your clients to write down three good things in sessions, you know, shifting that we're our focus. If we start to do that, we can start to shift people towards building more happiness neural pathways and improving their mental health and well-being. So there's things that we can do in sessions, which I think is amazing. There's, I've got heaps of happiness stuff too, if people are interested in that. I spoke on that last year. But it's about us living and breathing these things. And, you know, one of the things that You know, sometimes there might be stuff that I'm talking about. They go, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that about physically. Yeah, I know that that helps your mental health. I know that helps you emotionally. I know that helps you spiritually. But are you doing it? Because unless we are doing these things, we're not going to shift it. So, you know, with the people that I'm working with who are coming through on my new program, it's about us all growing together mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and actually having things where we do things and actually make the shift because if we're going to shift these subconscious behavior patterns we have to be regularly writing down and building these neural pathways for you know some people say 21 30 days you know for for periods of time to rebuild it's not just about knowing these things it's about embodying it and actually doing it as well you know from an emotional side of things as i talked about it goes both ways physiology so you know how our bodies position what we're eating and our gut so many things can drive our emotions and our emotions can absolutely shift our physiology as well and you know even just sitting here like this you know if i change and sit up taller like this just by a shift like that that will actually lower my cortisol so lower the stress response increase my testosterone which will give me more oomph just by doing that so just by shifting posture you can actually shift your emotional state Emotions, as we talk about, are energy and motion. And one of the favourites I share with the people I've been working with the last few years is my shake it out. So we're coming to the end. There's not much longer to go. So I think what we'll do, you've been sitting for a bit, we'll get you up and we'll do a little shake it out. Just a minute. What I'll get you to do, the people, a few people were brave and put cameras on. What I'll just get you to do is just to actually, once you've done that, the people who have done that, even just to stand, have a big release out. And even just stand and feel the shift. Because what we're doing is we're shifting those stress neurotransmitters. So it's based on a lot of the stuff from trauma release exercises. But, you know, just by shaking like that, we're actually shifting and moving emotions through us. And I do that a lot with clients when I'm starting things because it's really shifting. It helps shift out those, you know, negative emotions, that anger, and it moves us through our body and gets us to a much better state. So it's a really, really cool, I put music on and I do it. When I first started doing this, I felt like a bit of a dick, but then I just love it. I really embody it. I brace it, shake it out. It's a really, um, a really cool tool. And I, if you start doing that regularly and use it with your clients, you will notice, um, a shift in their emotional state from a spiritual perspective. At the end of the day, we all have the answers. It's about connecting to our higher self and helping our clients connect to their higher self and, You know, if there's one thing that I would get you or your clients to do that will make such a, it sounds so obvious, it sounds so simple, but it's actually just to find out what they love to do. Because so many times I ask this question, what do your clients love to do? What's important to them? And they'll tell me this stuff and I can see them light up and, you know, I ask them when that's the last time that they've done it and they've told me 20 years ago or 10 years ago or they do it once a year, you know, where these things is you know, bringing more of that into your life can absolutely shift your whole being by doing that. And we're in such an important role where we can help clients do that with their programs, with, you know, help them choose those things and actually include them in sessions for the clients. So it's really, really cool that we can do that. And I also um, am a big fan of just even holding on to holding on to your heart, and even that touch there, that touch on your heart can actually release oxytocin, so a happiness hormone, and even just by doing that and getting in that space and just even sitting and breathing. I've got other videos on that if people are interested, and I, I do do a full, we at the retreat, the ones that are people that are coming, um, I have, I'm having a retreat in June, and we will go through a big heartfulness meditation process, and once you get into that space and then ask yourself some questions, you can really make some really cool decisions to move forward. So in terms of, you know, the four-dimensional wellness, that's a bit of a snapshot on what I'm bringing and some of the information. I really hope there's been some stuff that you can take away today to help transform you and also transform your clients. And, you know, I just am asking the question, are you ready to go 4 re- i I'm Angela Lee and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live online community, that's L-I-V, Facebook group or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay for the gifts of living, please share with your friends and if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much.